0: Coffee Break German, Lesson 6. Hello and welcome to Coffee Break German. My name is Mark. Ich heiße Mark. Hello, and my name is Thomas. And we are here to help you learn some German. Now, this may well be the first episode that you've heard of our course. If so, you can go back right back to Lesson 1 by going to iTunes or by going to our website at coffeebreakgerman.com. If you've been with us for the past five lessons, we hope that you're enjoying this course and that you feel you're making progress. I certainly do feel I'm making some progress with my German. Also, Thomas, was lernen wir heute? Wir lernen die Zahlen. Die Zahlen? The numbers. The numbers. So, let me think about something. If I say today... We are learning about numbers. Can I say, heute wir lernen die Zahlen?
1: Yes, as we learned previously, you have to change the verb and the subject, so it would be heute lernen wir die Zahlen. Prima. Okay. Well,
0: we're going to be learning some numbers today. I think before we get into that, there's probably going to be a little bit of review from last time. Also, las uns anfangen. Los geht's, Mark.
1: Mark, last lesson, we learned a little bit about family. Can you remember how to say my mother is called Susanna? Meine Mutter heißt Susanna. Okay, another one. Can you say my father is called Stefan?
0: Mein Vater heißt Stefan. My sister is called Anna. Meine Schwester heißt Anna. Sehr good. If I wanted to ask you What is your sister called? How do I change the meine Schwester into your sister? You would have to say deine. Okay, so I'm seeing a pattern here. It's mich dich, uh, mir dir. And uh, meine deine. Meine deine. So deine Schwester heißt Anna. Or uh, if I ask, what is your sister called? Wie heißt deine Schwester?
1: Yes, very good, but you have to pay attention with the changes. For example, if you say deine Schwester, but it's dein Bruder.
0: Okay, that makes sense because it's mein Bruder, dein Bruder. Ja, yeah. meine Schwester, deine Schwester. Okay, also Thomas, wie heißt deine Schwester? Meine Schwester heißt Silvia. Und wie heißt deine Vater? Dein Vater, sorry. <laughs> wie heißt
1: dein Vater? Mein Vater heißt Stefan. Und wie heißt deine Mutter? Meine Mutter heißt Inge. Und wie heißt dein Bruder? <laughs> mein Bruder heißt Johannes. And Mark, wie heißt deine Tochter? Well, I don't yet know how to say I don't have a daughter. Yeah, and to be honest, it's a little bit tricky. Maybe we leave it for later. Okay, I suppose we're
0: talking about numbers today, but nonetheless, I will make it up. Meine Tochter heißt Katharina. Okay. I think it's time to get on to our numbers. We're going to be looking at the numbers from 0 through to 10 today. Okay? Now, learning numbers is probably not the most interesting thing in the the entire world of learning a language. But nonetheless, we need to learn them. So, Thomas is going to say each number slowly. I'll repeat it and we'll hear it again from Thomas and then our listeners can repeat after Thomas. So, let's try from zero through to ten. Okay. Null.
1: Null. Null. One. Eins. 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 Two. Zwei. Zwei. Zwei.
2: Three. Drei. Drei. Drei.
1: Four. Vier. Vier. Vier.
2: Five. Fünf. 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 Six.
1: Sechs. 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 Seven, sieben. sieben, sieben, eight, acht, acht, acht. Neun. 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 and ten, zehn, zehn. zehn.
0: Okay, that's not too tricky. There are a couple of words in there that probably require a little more concentration in terms of pronunciation. Let's go back to number eight. Can you say eight again? Acht. Acht. Now, that's that ch sound, which for a Scot is quite easy to say. It may not be as easy to say for for people from other countries who are not used to using it. Uh, We say loch in Scotland, but obviously... Uh, other people find that a little more difficult. Let's hear it again. Acht. Acht. Okay. There was also the number five.
1: Yeah, it's a tricky one. It's the fünf. 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 Now, I'm watching you say this
0: in, in our studio here, and you're moving your whole mouth forward as you say fünf. It's the ü sound. Okay, let's hear it. Fünf. 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 Okay, let's practice them now in in groups. Let's
1: take one, two, three. Eins, zwei, drei. Eins, zwei, drei. Eins, zwei, drei. Four, five, six. Vier, fünf, sechs. Vier, fünf, sechs. Vier, fünf, sechs. And seven eight Seven, eight, nine, ten. Sieben, acht Seven, eight, nine, ten. Now obviously we
0: will be looking at bigger numbers in future lessons. Uh, especially when it comes to looking at prices and things like that. We might well need bigger numbers like 99 or or 143 or whatever these numbers happen to be, but they'll come later. The basic thing is that we now know how to almost spell out a number. We've got 0 to 9, so we could spell out 413 by saying 413 if we really have to. If I were paying for something or looking at something in a shop, and I wanted to ask, how much is that? Um, How would I say, how much is that in German,
1: Thomas? I would say, wie viel kostet das? Wie viel kostet das? Wie viel kostet das?
0: And to answer this question, for example, if I wanted to say, um, it costs five euros, for example. Das kostet fünf Euro. Let's hear the word for euros again. Euro. 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 So, das kostet fünf
1: Euro. Das kostet fünf Euro. Sometimes you may also hear, es kostet fünf Euro. Es kostet fünf Euro. Is there a difference? No, it's basically like in the English, that
0: and it. Okay. Now, in a situation where the price was not just something straightforward like five euros, um, If I were wanting to ask, how much does this cost? And let's say the real price was 239 euros, a very expensive souvenir, but nonetheless, how would you say that costs 239 euros?
1: Das kostet 239 euro.
0: Okay, now here I'm not understanding that number. So I want to ask you, can you write it down? Please, quite a common situation if you're on vacation and you're buying something and you don't understand the full price. Perhaps someone would be willing to write down the number or indeed show you it on a calculator or something like that. So how would I say, can you
1: write it down, please? Können Sie das bitte aufschreiben? Let's hear that again. Können Sie das
0: bitte aufschreiben? Können Sie... Is that the can you part? Can
1: you, yeah, but formal. Okay. Können Sie? Können Sie das? Das, meaning that. Yeah, the price. Yep.
0: Bitte aufschreiben. What's the bitte part? Please. Okay. And so I'm guessing auf, what was the word? Aufschreiben. Aufschreiben. To write it down. To write it down. Schreiben, that sounds a little bit like scribe. In English, which obviously has got something to do with writing things down. Is it the same root? Yeah, schreiben means to write. Okay, and if you've ever studied some Spanish or some Italian or indeed some French, then all these words are linked. So we've got scrivere in, in uh, Italian. Ecrire in French must be linked in some way. Escribir <laughs> in Spanish. Okay, I'm showing my <laughs> language geek here. I'll, I'll move back to, to schreiben. Aufschreiben. Aufschreiben. Yeah. So the whole phrase... Können Sie das bitte aufschreiben? Können Sie das bitte aufschreiben? So, you've said it costs 239 euros, and I ask you,
1: können Sie das bitte aufschreiben? And then I would write down zwei, drei, neun. Zwei, drei, neun, two, three, nine,
0: 239 euros. It's perhaps a little too expensive, but nonetheless, <laughs> we've learned how to say this. How do I ask for the bill, please? Can I use können
1: Sie here as well? Can you bring me the bill? Yes, you can, but there's a much easier way to it. You can just say die Rechnung, bitte.
0: Die Rechnung. Rechnung. Die Rechnung, bitte. Yeah, the bill, please. So bitte, coming in here again as as please. Die Rechnung, die
1: Rechnung, bitte. Die Rechnung, bitte. The bill, please. How would I say, can you bring me the bill, please? Können Sie mir bitte die Rechnung bringen? Können Sie mir,
0: that's to me, isn't it? Yes. Well, mir geht's gut. Können Sie mir die Rechnung bitte? <laughs> oh, okay, I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> Können Sie mir bitte? Bitte? Die Rechnung bringen. Bringen, like to bring. So, can you, to me, please the
1: bill bring? Yeah, it sounds strange if you say it like that, but that's it. Okay.
0: Können Sie mir bitte die Rechnung bringen? Yeah. Or we can just say die Rechnung bitte. It's probably easier. Okay. So, while we're thinking about paying for things, we can ask for die Rechnung bitte. Okay. Okay. I think we'll come back to this in just a moment after the break and we'll put it all into a conversation.
3: Here at Coffee Break German, we want to help you turn your downtime into do time. Brauchst du mehr Übung? Join us on Facebook three times a week and put your German to work with our language challenges and cultural insights. As they say, practice makes perfect. Oder auf Deutsch? Übung macht den Meister. Head over to facebook.com slash coffeebreakgerman. Wir sehen uns hoffentlich bald. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: That's stamps.com. Code program.
0: Okay, let's put all of this language into a conversation. Perhaps we could be in a shopping situation. Um, if, in, if I'm in a shop, what is someone likely to say to me if they want to ask me if they can help me, for example?
1: Yeah, if you enter a shop, it would be natural in Germany that somebody comes up to you and say, Kann ich Ihnen helfen? Try that again. Kann ich Ihnen helfen?
0: Kann ich Ihnen helfen? I'm recognizing Ihnen, because that V get is Ihnen, so that's a formal form. So is that to you? Can Can I I help help you? Okay. Kann ich Ihnen helfen? And my general response to that question is, I'm just looking. How do I say, I'm just looking?
1: You would say, ich schaue nur, danke. Say that again? Ich schaue nur, danke. Ich schaue nur, danke.
0: Yes, the danke just as a thank you. Yeah, so ich schaue is that I'm... I'm just looking. I'm looking. So which part is the just? Nur, Okay, so ich schaue nur danke. Ich schaue nur danke. Ich schaue nur danke. Okay, so our situation is: I'm in a shop. You ask, we'll we'll greet each other first. You ask me, uh, can I help you? I'll begin by saying, I'm just looking. Then I'm going to ask you the price of something. Okay. You can tell me the price. I'll need you to write down the price, and hopefully we'll be able to decide whether I
1: want to buy it or not. Okay, here it goes. Hallo, guten Tag. Grüß Gott. Kann ich Ihnen helfen? Äh, Ich schaue nur, danke. Okay. Ähm, Wie viel kostet das? Das kostet 124 Euro. Äh, Können Sie das bitte aufschreiben? Natürlich. Eins, zwei, vier. Eins, zwei,
0: vier. Danke. Gern geschehen. Okay, so I think it's way too expensive, so I'm just going to say bye-bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Tschüss. Uh, Thomas, you said something in response to
1: my Danke there. What was it? Gern geschehen. It would be the English, you're welcome. Gern geschehen. Gern geschehen. Okay.
0: Um, So if someone says, Danke, do you automatically respond? Gern geschehen. You can also just say gerne. Gerne. Okay, gerne or gern geschehen. Okay, let's just go through those two words again. The -hmm. first one was... Gern geschehen. Gern geschehen.
1: Gern geschehen. And the second one? Just gerne. 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 Okay. So I thought of another phrase that might be useful... If you enter a, job, a shop and you want to attract the attention, you say, you say Entschuldigung. Okay, can I hear that again? Entschuldigung. Slow it down for me. Ent.
0: Ent. Entschuldigung. 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 So is that like saying, Excuse me or something? Yeah, like sorry, that? excuse me. Okay, so it's to attract the attention before you ask how much is the price or something like that. For example, yeah. yeah. Now, as you know, in most episodes of Coffee Break German, we're joined by our cultural correspondent, Júlia, and our grammar guru, Kirsten. Sometimes their content will link directly to the main lesson, but at other times their inputs will be more generic. And in this episode, we've got Kirsten, who's going to be talking about verbs. And Julia is going to be telling us a little about her hometown, Berlin. Let's begin with Kirsten, our grammar guru. Over to you, Kirsten.
4: Hello, and welcome once more to my Grammar Guru segment. It's Kirsten here, and as ever, it's my job to help simplify things for you when it comes to German grammar. Today's segment is not so much about what we've been looking at in the main lesson, Instead I'm going to mention something which will come in useful in future lessons and it's worth getting a head start on this. So far we've looked at nouns and adjectives but we've not really spoken in any major way about verbs. Now what is a verb? Some people describe verbs as doing words. You can think of it in this way if you like. A verb is the action or state in a sentence. So if we think about the cat ran along the roof then ran is the action, the verb. In the sentence the cat sat on the mat, sat is the verb. I'm sure you're already very familiar with this. Verbs sometimes change form depending on who is doing the action or, or when the action is being done. Think of the cat sits, the cat is sitting, the cat will sit. In each case we're talking about sitting in some way or another. Equally. The cat ran, the cat is running, and the cat will run are all referring to running in some way. Just as verbs change form in English, they also change form in German. The starting point for all of this is the form you'd find in the dictionary. If you look up ran or running in the dictionary, you'd probably be directed to run. This dictionary form has a special name, it's called the infinitive. It has an infinite number of possible who's and when's, if you like. In German, most infinitives end in the letters e-n. So, when you look up a verb in the dictionary, you'll find the infinitive form ending in e-n. For example, run will be laufen and sit will be sitzen. The infinitive form is often translated as to do something. So, laufen to run, and sitzen to sit. That's really all I wanted to share with you today, but it will come in useful in the future lessons. I'll hand you back to Thomas and Mark in the studio.
0: Danke, Julia. Now, infinitives of verbs are certainly something I'm quite used to from learning French and Spanish and indeed other languages. So hopefully that has helped you if you're not so familiar with the whole idea of verbs and the infinitive form that you find in a dictionary. Now it's time to turn to Julia, who's going to tell us a little about Berlin, giving us some insight into the history and what the town is like now. This cultural side of things is so important when you're learning a language so much so that it has become a standard part of language courses in schools and language schools, and indeed at universities. And that's why we've really tried to include a cultural element in each lesson here at Coffee Break German. It's over then to Julia for her introduction to the city of Berlin.
3: Hello, Mark. Hello, Thomas. And guten Tag an alle unsere Coffee Break German Zuhörer. Ich bins, Julia, your cultural correspondent. And today I'm going to take you on a trip. In fact, I'll take you to my hometown Berlin and I'll tell you what you really shouldn't miss while visiting this amazing town. Berlin is a city of contrasts. It can be very old and young. It can be beautiful and ugly, very modern and also historical. And it can also be very, very rich and poor and very traditional as well as very international, multicultural. All these contrasts make it a kind of magnet for people from all over the world who enjoy living and working or just spending their holidays here. The appearance of the city has been very much affected by its recent history. As I'm sure you will know, Berlin was divided into West and East Berlin by a wall for more than 28 years. This Berliner Mauer, the Berlin Wall, actually consisted of two different walls which were 155 kilometers long, and the space between them about 70 meters wide. As a result, when the wall came down in 1989, there suddenly was a lot of free space in the middle of Berlin. Nowadays, this space has been filled with several buildings, but also many parks, one of them even called Mauerpark, the Wall Park, where you will find a famous flea market every weekend, as well as concerts during summertime. Only a few parts of the original wall still exist. Very popular among tourists is the so-called East Side Gallery, the longest and most permanent open-air gallery worldwide. It shows paintings by international artists commenting on the political changes around 1990. When you walk through Berlin today, you might come across a double line of cobblestones running through the streets. This line indicates the original route of the wall to the people nowadays. I still find it very moving that I'm easily able to just pass this line on my walks through town. Life was not that simple for my parents' generation. Well, I realized that in this episode I focused on only one aspect of Berlin and there's lots more to see and do. However, this aspect of our recent history is so important for Berliners as well as for visitors, I think it's important not to miss it out. I'll tell you more about Berlin another time. But for now it's Zurück zu Thomas und Mark ins Studio. Tschüss und bis zum nächsten Mal!
0: Danke, Julia! And that is where we're going to leave it for this lesson. We've covered quite a lot today, and I think it's time to finish off. So, das reicht für heute, aber was lernen wir nächstes Mal? Nächstes Mal?
1: Lernen wir etwas über die Stadt?
0: Now, I've not fully understood what you said there. You said next time we're going to learn something, but what are we going to learn?
1: Something about a town and where we are in the town, where things are in the town, how to ask for directions. So more survival German for our trip to a German-speaking country. Yes, some useful and necessary phrases. Okay. Don't forget that you can get much more out of your Coffee Break German experience by buying the premium version. You can find out about that and lots
0: more at coffeebreakgerman.com and you can also leave a comment on our website or a review on iTunes. Thank you once again for listening. Danke und Tschüss. Auf Wiedersehen.